DynastyFootballWarehouse.com is your home for fantasy football content 24-7, 365. We've got in-depth articles, rankings, ADP, and the always informational DFW forums where you can interact with the brightest minds in fantasy football. Whether you're looking for or giving advice, whether it's redraft, daily dynasty, or IDP, it's all here. Now, sit back and get your IDP fix with the IDP Blitz, a presentation of DynastyFootballWarehouse.com. Here are your hosts of the IDP Blitz, Chris Tubbs and Bill Latin. And welcome into this week's edition of the DFW IDP Blitz podcast. It's a presentation of DFW DynastyFootballWarehouse.com. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tubbs, as always, being joined by senior IDP analyst at DynastyFootballWarehouse.com, Bill Latin. Bill, the holidays are on us, and, and we were talking just a, a little bit before we hit the record button here that this is an important time that if you're not in the fantasy football playoffs, you might lose sight of some of these individuals and, and some of the topics that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, it's really important to not settle with your roster and just kind of sit back if you're out of the playoffs. This is actually as important a time as any to really gear up and look at the opportunities that are going to be out there. This is the time of year where even in in situations where I'm out of the playoffs, I'm putting together lists, I'm DMing uh, other owners and asking them about potential trades uh, for when the trade uh, talks open back up and, and getting conversations going because this is really – um, when you have to kind of start the, the framework of your next season's plan. So it's really important. And today we're going to talk a little bit about plant your flag, wash your hands. We're going to talk about some guys that uh, we can look at and look forward uh, to next year and, and kind of talk about whether or not we're, we're in their camp or we want to cut bait on them and sell. So um, today I had a good discussion with a bunch of IDP industry guys and uh, we got some some hot takes and some a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's going to be some good information for everybody. Yeah, over the last couple of weeks, we've changed it up a little bit. We've gone from uh, going from in-depth review of every game and looking at you know individual performances and and what we liked and what we didn't like. Last week, we kind of went through every uh, every area of the defense from. You know, the, the defensive line and the ends and the tackles to the backers to the cornerbacks and the safeties. As you had mentioned, you had a conversation earlier on today, which uh, I guess we're, we're doing this on a Tuesday, so it might drop a, a little bit uh, earlier than what it normally does. And you had a chance to talk to a, a lot of guys and gals just about some of their perceptions and some of their reactions and, and their thoughts on some of the maybe some – big-time players and, and maybe some second- and third-level players. So in the spirit of the holidays, we're making a list, and we're going to check it twice, and we're going to go ahead and find out uh, who everybody thinks is naughty and nice, so to speak. Let's go ahead and, and kick it off with big-time name, I think coming into the year with a big-time value, but a guy that really seems to be maybe a genesis of a lot of conversation and that's uh, Ziggy Ansah. Yeah, you know, the question was asked today. Uh, I tweeted out, anyone have any questions about any players that they want to plant their flag or wash their hands? And the majority of folks, the, the did, person did, that did, came did, up... Did they know that you, that you were doing that just for the content of our podcast? That, that you, uh, were, not, you were using yeah, the people for our personal benefit. Yeah, I was. I was I was using Twitter a bit. I, I, I basically tweeted out that... Um, that we were doing a podcast that we were going to cover plant your flag, wash your hand guys and, and wanted to see what, what the people had to say. And, and the, the biggest name that kept coming up was Ezekiel Ansa. And a lot of people were interested about his situation. And the majority of people are bullish about Zeke. And, uh, why, why I, is I that? What, what is, what is it that scares people away from him? Well, obviously anytime you go from, hero to zero, your eyebrow raises and you're you're wondering, you know, just like the Levante David situation, what's going on here? Ezekiel Ansah was definitely one of the top three or four defensive linemen com- coming into the season, and he's grossly underperformed, and it's primarily due to an injury. He does not look the same out there right now. He's even said that, you know, he's not 100% healed up, 
And when you're talking about a position where you're relying on explosion, you're relying on that first step, that first move, you just can't get quite right with, with an injury. So I really like him as a bounce-back candidate, and I think that he's a guy to definitely test the water on and d- dip your toe in the pool and see if he can be had at any kind of a discount. How about uh, Brandon Graham? I know here's a, a guy that – are you surprised he got as much – questions or a lot of people are wondering about him you know the eagles have been a a subject that is just a quagmire and their whole defense has been very difficult to to dissect other than brandon graham brandon graham is a guy that has performed at a pretty high level he's the de12 and a couple of guys i talked to tyler huggins was in his camp and breeze idp was not and, you know, Bree says he still hates both Graham and Tyler's ugly faces. So, you know, there's that. The ugly – well, I, I guess that's as good a reason as any, is it not? Yeah, there was there was some pretty pretty intense hatred there. And, and you know, Breeze <laughs> does not like Brandon Graham. Um, I believe that Brandon Graham is a sell high. I'm, I'm not a fan of his long term. Um, I like the other pieces there. In, in that defense to bounce back, and I think that Graham's going to regress next season. So I really think that Graham, given the fact that he's had a pretty good year and that he's uh, not 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 that old, I think he's a guy to uh, try to try to sell. So a guy that we talked about last week, and I don't think he was so much a, a bounce back candidate, but I don't see the same production that I've seen over the past couple of years is uh, Kiko Alonso of the Dolphins. Yeah, I I talked about this. We talked about this last week. I love him. Thinks he fits in that screen great. He was a linebacker six this season. He's been fully healthy. Hasn't missed any games. Uh, Breeze thinks that he's a ballerina in cleats. So Breeze is still not a fan. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't. But think, ballerinas are nimble. Ballerinas are, are athletic and and they're majestic. Yeah, my favorite football story is is having to do with ballerinas is uh, the. Uh, Lynn Swan, uh, you know, Lynn Swan, the, the, the wide receiver for the Steelers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he took ballet. That was an interesting uh, – he took ballet to help his agility and help his, uh, his uh, football game. So that's, well, that's with an a, with a name look. like Swan, he had to have yeah, – You think, yeah, ballerina. for yeah. sure. But, yeah, so Bree says he's still a ballerina in cleats. I love Kiko Alonso. I love his price. And as, we, as we've talked about hundreds of times since we've done this podcast, everything is relative to price. I love a guy relative to his price. I love J.J. Watt, but I'm not willing to pay top dollar. I, I love lots of different guys, but it's all relative to what do you have to give for them. And I, I think that Kiko Alonso is the type of guy that you can pay middling LB2 uh, cost for, but he's going to produce as an LB1. You know, Had he not been injured, I think we would be talking about him as an elite top five linebacker, but he was injured and, and did have a lot of – problems associated with that injury he relocated and you know he's really had a little bit of a checkered past but this season he's put together a really nice run and i i like him long term he's still relatively young and uh yeah i think he's a great buy and uh, he's not really a buy low he's kind of a buy low ish but uh, i love kiko alonzo and i i think if people go back a couple years i i get the sense that some people still think of kiko alonzo as being the guy that uh, Chip Kelly traded away LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso straight up and one of the quote-unquote questionable moves that Chip Kelly made when he was in Philadelphia. Vontez Perfect is the next guy on our list, and production is nice, everything off the field naughty. I think if you look at what he does on the field, I think he's as good as it gets, but there's just there's a problem with there's so many other distractions was that a concern at all with everybody that you talked to today? It was a little up and down. I loved him as a buy low at the beginning of the season or buy low ish. I think he's a hold. I think it's tough to acquire him right now because he has been performing at a, a good uh, high level since he's come back. Drew Dodson thinks that he could actually flirt with the number one LB uh, linebacker in the league. If he weren't such a human, human garbage. So, you know, it's funny because uh, Dodson knows that, that he's kind of a, piece of crap but he's an elite piece of crap and and when you watch him and you watch how he reads the quarterback and he reacts to situations and he gets in the passing lanes and gets his hands up and he's just so good he really is one of the top five linebackers in the league when you put everything together and it's tough because 
I'm not a, a fan necessarily of having guys that have uh, issues, we'll just call it, but he's certainly a guy that if I, in leagues where I have him, I am not selling him. I'm holding him and, and I'm riding that train because he is a very valuable linebacking asset right now. How about Brandon Marshall, the, the next guy on our list? Oh, here's a guy that I don't know if it's scheme that made him so good or is it just, is it natural God given ability? Can he reach that elite IDP status? Well, I really liked him as a high LB2 this year. I thought that he was going to perform well. Breeze is washing his hands. He's not He's not a fan. Uh, Tyler Huggins says he's worth grabbing as an LB3, and I'm leaning with Tyler on this one. I think that he can be had as, as a middling uh, LB3 price-wise, I think, at this point. Uh, and, and if you can grab him for that, I think that uh, that's a, a good price to pay. So I, I'm a fan of having him on your roster. I'm not sure you can count on him as an LB1 or an LB2, but in leagues where you're starting three or four linebackers and you need some depth, I think that Brandon Marshall is a guy that can round out your roster. Let's go back to the Dolphins and tell me a little bit about Jelani Jenkins. What's everybody uh, – what is the uh, mass perception on him anyway? Yeah, it's unanimous. Everybody, Everybody's washing their hands. Everybody's dumping Jelani Jenkins. He was – a, a kind of an IDP darling. People were had a, a lot of high hopes for him, and it just hasn't happened. And he's just he's just not good. And uh, we're, I'm pretty much done with him. If he's he really doesn't have any trade value. And and I know I'm an advocate of at least shopping your player before you drop him. But the reality is you're not going to get anything for Jelani Jenkins. So he's probably just a dump at this point. Let's keep it in Florida and move on to Levante David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does he have the most? trade value if you wanted to go out and get something for him if you're looking to sell because I know right now the the name recognition for me at least looking from the outside it seems to be there but but what what is the overall consensus of the conversation that you had well everyone thinks everyone agrees that Levante David is the goat he's the greatest of all time he's absolutely a stud linebacker and he's number one, two, three, or four. I, I don't think you can argue him being less than the fourth best linebacker in the league. And, you know, the top four or five guys you can interchange, but Levante David is still elite. He's still outstanding. And, you know, the next guy we want to talk about is Quan Alexander. So you can kind yeah, of lump teammate, those yeah. two together. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to probably, you know, for the next few years while they're playing together, they're going to be lumped together as 1A and 1B. You know, Quan, Breeze thinks Quan's a bum. And it's interesting because IDPB turned me on to Quan. Uh, over a year ago, uh, about a year and a half ago, and I gobbled him up everywhere I could and am reaping the rewards. He's ab- absolutely playing out of his mind. Um, you know, Time will tell. We'll, we'll see where Quan ends up in terms of production, but I really think that Levante David is, is a, a good buy candidate right now. I think that even if you can get a 10% discount, if you, if you go to the David owner and you, you know, dangle a carrot – I think that you can get a little smidge of a discount. Quan Alexander, I'm a sell. I'm selling him wherever I can. If I can get an elite amount of value for Quan Alexander, I, I'm I'm going to sell him. I have him ranked very high. I have Quan as my number two uh, linebacker right now, but I'm not sure. I'm not completely sold that that's sustainable long term for two, three, four years. I, I really am fighting adjusting my rankings to current production versus long-term production. Mm-hmm. So looking at the next one to two years, I, I don't know if Quan is going to regress that much. So for right now, Quan is the man. He's putting up monster stats. But I still like Levante David. I still think that he's elite. And I think that in, in leagues where the Levante David owner is chomping at the bit, uh, I, I uh, in one league, I, I traded Miles Jack and a third-round pick for Levante David. And, well, let, you know, let, me, let, let me ask you this, because uh, I'm a big wrestling fan, and one of the, the terms that we use is what's called a rub, where somebody, by working with somebody or in proximity to somebody, gets that quote-unquote rub where they get elevated to a certain status. Quan Alexander, does he get that rub with his production based on the fact that he plays with Levante David, or... Uh, On the flip side of that, if he wasn't playing with him and next to him, would he have the same sort of value? 
I think it's similar to the Keekly Thomas Davis situation. I think that you're dealing with two very good linebackers that that uh, you've got one that's elite and one that's probably pretty good. I think that Kwan is probably just a pretty good linebacker. I don't I don't know necessarily long term that he's elite. For right now, it's looking like he's elite. He's putting up monster stats and and uh, and crushing the game. But I do I do think that that they make each other better. You know, players like Levante can't help but make make other players around them better because they're just that good so yeah I think there could be a little bit of that going on but again to, to rehash it Levante David is a buy and Quan's a sell for me let's go over to uh to Michael Kendricks and for the longest time we tried to figure out the Eagles and the talent is there but is there something that's just holding people back from jumping all in on him yeah, Michael Kendricks currently is my uh, linebacker 27, and I think that that's a fair assessment based on kind of what's going on right now. So if you can get him for a high LB3 price or less, I think he's an acquire. Basically, everybody likes his talent. Everybody that I've talked to today likes the talent that Kendricks has and, and is a little bit uh, in the mode of scratching their heads as to what the Eagles are doing it's it's obvious he's not in their plans, so they're going to have to try to move him in the offseason. He has a monstrous contract, so I'm not sure how easy that's going to be for them. But he is definitely, definitely an LB2 um, as far as, you know, what he's capable of, you know. So I think his floor is LB3 and his, his ceiling is probably high LB2. Um, actually, he could even be an LB1 in the right situation. I mean, if you can get, you know, the, some of these other guys like to hear Whitehead in situations where they're – they're uh, succeeding. Kendricks is way better athlete than a lot of these guys that are having monstrous linebacker numbers. So he needs to be in the right situation. He's, he needs to get the opportunities. And uh, I, I'm, I'm a buyer if I can get him at the right price. The next guy on the list, for you, he's naughty. But for everybody else, he's nice. And that's <laughs> yeah. from Stefan Anthony from the Saints. What is it that, that you're just – you're not on that Stefan Anthony – bandwagon but yet everybody else seems to be a little more optimistic i just feel like when you roll out a bunch of garbage sacks full of dead leaves at linebacker in front of somebody that your coaching staff does not believe in you so so so, so you're telling me that the saints linebackers are garbage sacks full of dead leaves yeah, they're they're garbage sacks full of dead leaves, and and they've cut some of those garbage sacks. And, and you live in Arizona. Not... I didn't even think you had leaves in Arizona. Well, you know, you, you have <laughs> leaves here and there, but you know, Anthony's a guy that that he just has grossly underperformed uh, since he got into the league. I, I haven't been a fan. I really wasn't a fan, and he just can't can't crack the lineup. That being said, despite his mediocrity, if the price were dirt cheap, I'd probably be willing to buy him as an LB four. LB5, uh, but I'm, I'm not super optimistic. I mean, he's basically bottom of the roster, roster rounding guy with, with upside for me uh, that could be a throw in a trade to just kind of sit there and, and, you know, percolate and see if something happens. And if something doesn't happen by midseason next year, then I can cut him and pick up a waiver guy. But he's just, I just, I just am not a fan. I don't think he's that good. Uh, but, but the guys that I talk to and the guys that I respect a ton, everybody else seems to be, uh, on his in his camp and on his wagon, so I I don't know I'm I'm in the minority I'm probably wrong I usually am wrong so but uh, we'll see time will tell. Oh, way to undercut your credibility there, Bill. That a boy. <laughs> these boy. guys are all these guys are all way smarter than me. That's for sure. That's well, for sure. And, and well, and this goes back to the beginning of the of the podcast where you're getting these diverse opinions where you know, you'll like somebody for a certain reason and, and they don't and you know opinions can be divided but I know the next individual on the list Shaq Thompson from the Carolina Panthers everybody is in the same camp with their opinion of him and what he can offer yeah everybody's pretty much card carrying members of the Shaq fan club everybody thinks highly of him everybody thinks that he has great ability and that he can really uh, succeed in that system. So he's a strong buy. I think his his value, we talked about this last week and the week before, I think his value actually has taken even a little bit of a, a step back, even with Keekly being out, I, I, because he really hasn't had monstrous weeks 
But I think that Thompson's in their plans, and I think he's going to be a very good linebacker in this league. And I, I think at his price, he's he's definitely a stash, a guy to, to get on your rosters. And, and uh, he can't be started with confidence right now, but I think it's coming. The next guy on the and, and here's interesting because we're we're getting into I don't want to say a, a a polarizing figure on the list, but Joey Bosa held out and and there was all of the hullabaloo about you know the, the parents getting involved and they don't want to be in San Diego and you know yada yada yada. Next thing you know he. Gets into camp and, you know, just has a, a couple of really white-hot games that he tails off, gets it, gets injured. But there's an interesting concept here about what his value might be because he might – there's some optimism or some speculation that he might not be on the line in the future. Yeah, Eric Olinger says he, quote-unquote, may be wrong about Bosa being a bum – so Eric thought he was a bum preseason, and he's well, what, coming what, around. What, yeah, what, what classifies a, is it the character bum? Is it the the performance of, of being a rookie and not and not living up to the hype bum? I don't know. I, we didn't really discuss it in detail. I just think that it's it's a combination of him holding out and kind of just the whole vibe of the situation. Um, Breeze IDP is one of the brightest minds in in all of IDP for me. He's a guy that. I really keep my ear to the ground and listen to what he has to say. And for those of you who don't know, at Breeze IDP, give him a follow. He actually does the depth charts, the IDP depth charts for Roto World. Yeah, to, and me, he, to me, to me, he's he's a must follow for for IDP. Yeah, players. yeah. It, he hinted that there's an outside chance that Bosa could possibly move to linebacker, which would be absolutely devastating. Basically, what's going to end up happening is they're going to look at the snap count and see where he's playing. Where, where is he coming from? Where is he lining up? What's going on with the snap count? And that kind of scares me. So when when Breeze even jokes or, or hints or makes a sideways comment about something like this, my ears perk up and my, my eyebrow raises. I like Bosa. I have a few shares of him. I'm really anxious to see how these stats turn out and – if he moves to linebacker, it just kills his value. I mean, absolutely kills it, destroys it, and and uh, y- y- we've seen it with Mac. You know, when Mac was yeah, a linebacker, I, I, yeah, I was just gonna ask. It it kind of reminds me of the Khalil Mack situation, where you know, it, it, defensive end or outside linebacker. It's identical. It's an identical situation where. Uh, you know, the reverse could happen where Mac started out as a linebacker and because of where he was lining up was reclassified as a, as an end. And I, you know, for those of you that listen have listened to us from since the beginning, when we talked about w- the Chargers drafting Bosa and you look at my comments on on our blurbs that we've written about during the draft, that was one of my big concerns was the type of defense that the Chargers run I wasn't sure that Bosa was going to necessarily be a great defensive lineman. And uh, I I didn't think necessarily that he could get reclassified, but if he's playing enough at the linebacker position uh, per se, then it's definitely a possibility. So it's something to keep your eye on. It's something to really maybe kind of temper your expectations for Bosa a little bit. Don't Certainly don't overpay. Don't overpay for potential in, the, in Bosa's situation because of the fact that that's kind of in the in the backdrop a little bit. A guy that I don't like to talk about being a Minnesota Viking fan, but you look at him and you're like, my God, this, I think the ceiling is unlimited for this kid, and that's Leonard Floyd. I think the potential is there as an outside backer, but what are what are you what are you hearing from the people that, as you say, are, are obviously smarter than you and I? Well, Drew Dodson thinks he has a chance to be pretty darn good and, and to be more than an edge guy. And and I like Drew's takes a lot. Drew Drew's a, a pretty solid guy in terms of just calling it how he sees it. I have quite a bit of Leonard Floyd shares, and I feel like the value is a little bit inflated. He's had a couple of big splash plays that have have inflated his numbers, and I'm kind of inclined to sell some of my shares and, and net a small profit. I really – he just feels like a guy that I don't want to be overexposed on, and I, and I just – and we've talked about it a 100 times. These edge guys are tough to pin down. 
you know, the, the three, four outside linebackers, they're hard to pin down because the, the production is very difficult to maintain. So the Justin Houston's of the world don't come along very often. And could Leonard Floyd be that type of guy? Yes, he could, but I'm not certain that, that you can bank on that. So right now with the value being kind of high, I'm testing the water and trying to sell some of my shares. Let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts and, and Henry Anderson. And here's a guy that had very diverse uh, thoughts. You know, it seems like you can look at him and some like him. And I know you're not real high on him, but you said that, that because of what you're hearing, you're maybe starting to look in a little bit deeper. And are you, are you starting to, to change your mind a little bit on him? Yeah, Tyler Huggins and Sticky Z, who his Twitter handle is at Adam TZ. Uh, those are both guys that I follow and like quite a bit. They I, both I, love... I, I like I like Sticky Z personally. Sticky, I, I Sticky with that. Z, it's like a rapper name. Like it's a great handle. <laughs> yo uh, yo yo! Welcome Sticky yeah. Z to the stage. Sticky Z, yeah, Sticky Z is in the house. Um, they both like Anderson quite a bit. I, I wasn't really really high on him. He was kind of a guy that I was indifferent about. I didn't necessarily hate the guy, but I wasn't really that high on him. But because of the fact that these guys have endorsed him, it's kind of causing me to look a little deeper. They lack talent on that line, so I think it's reasonable that he could emerge when healthy. And anytime a guy gets hurt early in his career, it puts a little bit of a negative damper to me. And that's probably an unfair bias and, and a little bit of a, a narrative that I fall into where someone gets hurt and I tend to kind of look the other way. And People get hurt in football. It happens. It's it's a, a big part of the game. So I should probably work on being less biased to those situations. And and the fact that both Tyler and Sticky are, are fans, uh, I'm going to take a closer look at Henry, and, and there's a good chance that he, he could move up my rankings a bit. Let's move into the secondary because uh, I know that one thing, when we came into this year, your strategy was streaming corners, streaming your secondary, and, and, you know, those are guys that you can pretty much plug and play. Miles Killebrew, apparently, according to, to what I'm seeing here, that he's just one of those guys that, that you talk so much about, you know, you, you're going to sell or you're going to try and acquire. He's one of those guys that, that you've just been holding on to, and number one, what attracted you to him? Number two, why have you been holding him? And, and number three, what are you doing with your shares? Well, this sounds this sounds overly simplistic, but I like big safeties. It's kind of like I like big butts, but I like big safeties. And you cannot and lie. I cannot lie. Uh, Killebrew, I can't deny. I, I was high on Killebrew preseason, and I acquired him in a lot of leagues, and I sat on him all season, and, and finally now he's starting to come around. So it's he's not really startable at this point, but it's really encouraging to see the arrow pointing up and to see his snap snap count increasing quite a bit. And I just like the fact that he's big, he's strong, he has a good football IQ. I just love him as a stash. I think he's one of those big physical safeties, kind of in the you know poor man's cam chancellor. And I just think he's that type of guy that can create some havoc and, and is a thumper. And, and I really like his game and think that he's a good add and a good stash, uh, in particular where you're starting two to three defensive backs every single week. Um He's a great guy to add on the cheap, and uh, I think the arrow's pointing up, and it's not going to be cheap for long. How about uh, another kid in Kevin Byard? You were high on him in the preseason. What do you think about him now, the the kid in uh, in Tennessee? Yeah, just just to uh, to give a reference to it, I have Killebrew ranked at 37, the DB 37, and I have Byard ranked as a DB 34, and I think that that's pretty. Uh, pretty accurate, you know, as as lo- middling to low end DB threes. I think that that's kind of about where they're they're at. And Bayard again, he's one of those guys that I knew once he got a a chance, he was going to show that he's a good physical, high IQ type of guy. I love guys that are smart and they play smart and they know the game of football. And I really think that he's fits well into that defense and. Uh, you know, just like just like Killebrew, he's finally getting a shot. You know, DBs are a dime a dozen, but these two guys are ascending, and they're guys that I like to put at the bottom of my rosters. Well, I know a guy that has been on the bottom of pretty much everything that you've done this year because we know that you hate Sue Cravens. Are 
what can we say about Sue Cravens? How can we can we turn you on to him? What is everybody else? Let me, let me ask you this: What is everybody else saying about him? Well, everybody loves the guy, and I just don't get it. I I just don't get it. I, I'm done hating on him. I'm not going to hate him anymore, but I am going to suggest that you sell him. He's in a situation where he's getting more snaps, and he's 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 getting a little bit of stats here and there. He's he's on the field more. I just really think you should cash in and and look to flip him and move on to a better a better player that has a higher ceiling. I do not see Cravens as a high ceiling guy. He's never going to be Mark Barron or Deion Buchanan or what, what's a, what's a good comparison for him though? What what is his ceiling in in your opinion? What is what is a good comparison? God, I can't, I can't I don't even know if I can give a player comp because there aren't that many of the hybrid smallish linebackers out there. There's not a lot of those guys. I just I think he's more of a, a crappy safety that's they're trying to play at linebacker. I just I'm not a fan. I think that he just he's just a guy that that I just don't get. I don't see elite speed. I don't see elite athleticism. I don't see him closing on the ball super great. I I just I just am, I'm not seeing it. So I know Drew Dotson likes Sua. I know that there's lots of guys out there that are Sua fans. I'm just not a fan, and I think that. Uh, as his his snap count has increased a bit, I think his value's probably inflated a little bit. If I could flip him for a third round pick, I'm doing it in one second flat. It, the Rams have been a disappointing uh, unit this year, at least in terms of you take a look at all the talent that they have, and it just it hasn't clicked this year. But I know T.J. McDonald. I don't know if. He's a part of the long-term plan because I know he's a free agent this year. Does that change the the value and the perceived value of, of what he could be? Is is he scheme dependent at this point? Well, T.J. McDonald is a guy that I've always loved. I've always loved this game. I've always liked his his tenacity and the type of player that he is. I currently have him ranked higher than my cohorts. I have him at 17. Josh has him at 19, and Bruce has him at 31. This was probably the hottest take for me in the the discussion that I had with these guys. Breeze IDP believes that TJ will be an elite defensive back and that we should all be acquiring him. And uh, he pointed out that he's a free agent this season, this off season rather. And I, I take that as a hot take. I love TJ McDonald, and I will be trying to acquire him just on this tip from Breeze. So if you get one player out of this whole entire list to go out and get as a, as a middling price defensive back that probably can be had at a very good price. You know, if Breeze says he's got a super high ceiling, I believe him. And I currently have him as a DB 17. I'll probably be moving him up a few spots to like the DB 12. And uh, I've always liked him. I've always liked him as a top Mm -hmm. 24 asset. And I'm pretty excited about that, you know, that uh, recommendation from Breeze. So TJ McDonald, he's a guy I've liked. They certainly could re-sign him. Uh, I think wherever he lands, the safety position is one of those positions where you can pretty much, you know, succeed in in any environment. Sure. So yeah. no, no matter where he goes, he's he's going to be successful. So I'm excited about that conversation that we had, you know, about T.J. McDonald. All right, and the last player that I want to ask you about because he seemed to be coming into the year. If you're going to ask the casual fan. All right, if there's one player, you got the number one pick, everybody is looking at J.J. Watt, and and understandably so. You look at the history, but the injuries, I don't know if they're starting to catch up to him, but this year he was really never able to get on track with that back issue. I know it's a hot topic. You can bring him up, and you'll talk to 10 people. You get 10 different opinions. But from an IDP perspective, what is the value of J.J. Watt compared to the perceived value of J.J. Watt? Well, I'm selling and Breeze is acquiring. So we got one guy that's you know basically thinking that he's he's still elite and still that man. And, and so, I, so I he, am... he's got a chance. So you're you're saying that there are some that think that. He has a chance to get completely healthy and rebound. Will he be the player that he once was? Can, can he reach that level again? 
I personally do not think so. I, I, but that being said, I only moved him down to three. So I currently have Mac at one, boldly have Ansa at two, and I have Watt at three and Aaron Donald at four. So I, I only moved him down two notches, and I really put Khalil Mack in a in a league by himself. There's that tier that used to be JJ Watt for me is now Khalil Mack. He's elite, the guy. And then I think you could put Ansa Watt. Aaron Donald, Wilkerson, probably in the next tier. Those four guys are in that next tier for me. I I don't want any part of J.J. Watt. I don't want the injury issues. I don't want the, the the speculation of having problems. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. I don't. I'm I'm not a fan of I told you so's, but we talked about it at the beginning of the year with his back issues. So, so how I was so, selling. So, so he's not worth any sort of risk at all. I mean, you're, you're not taking any chances on him. It's. It's relative to value. Again, we sure. talk about value all the time. His value is still super high. It may not be quite as high as it was prior to the injury, but his value is still super high. I would venture to guess that you could probably trade J.J. Watt for Khalil Mack straight up in a lot of situations, and I would do so very quickly. J.J. Watt is an outstanding football player. When healthy, he is elite. He is the man. He's the best IDP asset in all of football, but I am not a fan of sitting back and waiting for someone to get injured. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. I, I talked about how he was the biggest sell candidate for me prior to the season starting, and his value was sky high. It has taken a little bit of a hit, but I still think that he's a sell candidate. I would, As we talked about last week, I would wait till he comes back from his injury and the buzz builds and he's back in, in shorts and running and you know, yeah, he, don't he don't make that, don't make him don't make if you've got him and you're thinking about selling him, don't sell him now because you're not going to get you're, anything. You're more. not going to get max value. Yeah, no, you're not going to you get max value. Wait, wait, wait it, wait it out, wait it out. But still, I, I, I really, I'm not a, I'm not a fan, and and this is very polarizing. This is probably one of the most polarizing subjects and topics in all of IDP. It's very similar to Gronkowski. I was listening to a couple of podcasts today, wrote of his podcast and and a, a DLF podcast, and both podcast had conversations about Gronk, where he fits in, where he goes. And the consensus that I came up with from listening to it about Gronk was that he goes from kind of that 10 to 12 startup player to the 13 to 16. So he's moving down four to six slots, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's kind of a big deal. Just like for me, moving Watt from number one to number three. It's a big deal to go from the, the elite number one guy to the number three guy, in particular the size of gap that there is with that tier for me. So the value, I think, will still be there once he rehabs and recovers. And, and I have zero shares of him. I, I, I'm not a fan of, of, uh, of uh, players that have you know injury issues like that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, – you know, I, I'm rooting for the guy because I think he's great for football. There are a few guys, offense or defense, that are as good for football as J.J. Watt. Well, it's the on the field. It's the, the marketability. I mean, now that Peyton Manning is retired, I, I think the NFL needs that next big over-the-top, you know, larger-than-life, that lovable personality. And I, I do think that you're right when it comes to – to that and the marketing aspect, especially with the way that the NFL ratings have declined this year, you need that individual, kind of that face of, of the NFL. You know, we talked about it a, a little bit earlier, and I want to go back to Vontez Perfect because if you look at the player on the field, you can't deny the, the productivity and what he does when he's actually engaged in the game. The problem that some of these players have is, I'm going to use your phrase, being knuckleheads. And how much, how much does the character and knowing that if the players mess up and there could be serious consequences, not only you know for for multiple games, but you're talking maybe multiple months, does that have any sort of effect on? on how you draft and how you might construct your roster? It absolutely does, Chris. And I will give you three hardcore set-in-stone examples of situations that I am avoiding 100%. That's drugs, DUI, and domestic abuse. 
anybody that has any kind of drug issues, any kind of DUI issues, any kind of domestic abuse issues, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Knock yourself out. You want to you want to go get that guy. He's all yours. I'll I'll be glad to pass on him. I'm washing my hands of anyone that has any any legal issues with drugs, DUI or domestic abuse. I'm so sick and tired of all the crap that goes with all this marijuana. And we can debate till the cows come home on whether or not it should be legal. It's not. It's a violation. You get suspended. You get suspended again, and then you get a one-year vacation. And these knuckleheads, they just think that they're invincible, and they just keep doing it. And, yes, Le'Veon Bell is amazing, but I don't want to be the one left holding the bag when he gets his one full year of suspension. And it's coming, folks. That suspension's coming. He's going to let his guard down and get tested, and it's going to be dirty. And he's going to laugh all the way to the bank because he's already been paid. And we're a bunch of dummies that go out and buy these guys' jerseys and whatever. You know, I'm done with this whole issue of drugs, domestic violence, and, and DUIs. So the one time in six years I made an exception was for Martavis Bryant, and he got suspended. And, and I'm just done. I'm done. You guys have fun dealing with all those messes. But what I'm curious about, and I, I'm not as hard on that stance because you do have it legalized in uh, Colorado and Washington, and I know uh, back in November, actually I guess last month, I guess since we're technically in December, uh, it was legalized in a few other states. I'm curious to see, A, how the NFL will handle it, and B, if some of these previous offenses will be grandfathered in. Cause, cause well, here's it, here's it, my it, take. It seems like that, it seems like that's changing, but I'm curious. We know that the NFL just kind of does their own thing, separate of of what might be going on in quote unquote the real world. But I'm 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 just I'm I'm interested to see if any of those policies change over the next you know maybe couple two three four five six years. Well, let me be clear on something because I don't I don't want to start any kind of political debate or anything. Oh, kind no, of yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. We're, Here, we're not going to Here's that. one thing. Let me be clear. Let me just be clear on this. I could care less what people do in the privacy of their own homes. I could care less. doesn't matter to me. Let me use the example of my job. Okay. I'm a retail grocery store manager. I eke out a meager living, you know, I make my little pukey 80K a year and I'm not allowed to do drugs. They can random drug test me at any time. Guess what? I don't do drugs because I need my job. I need my job to pay my mortgage. I need my job to pay my car payment, to pull my kids through college. And because of the fact that I don't want to lose my job, I don't do drugs. And it's that simple. And these guys, they don't care. They make such an excessive amount of money. It doesn't matter to them. They get slaps on the wrist. And it's just if you want to change the system, change the system. You know, be a, be a force for change. Get the rules changed. I'm all for it, whatever. I'll blow with the wind. If that's the rule, that's the rule. But for right now – you're not allowed to. So know what your rules are. You know, it, you know, my it's my wife is a school teacher, and I'm amazed because I help her grade papers all the time. She allows kids to use a three five three by five card to write cheat sheet notes on. So every single history test that she gives, you're allowed to have a three by five note card, and you can write anything you want on there. You can photocopy a picture of a map and put it on the back of the three by five card. You can do whatever you want, and still over half of the kids in her class. Don't use a three by five card. It doesn't make sense to me. It's just asinine to not know what the rules of the system are. The rules are you don't do drugs. Simple. You don't do it. You don't hit women. You know, you, you, you just you just don't do it. I mean, you, you don't drink and drive. You make a bajillion right. dollars and you can't hire an Uber. You can't hire a driver for an evening. You want to go get a DUI? You're an idiot. I'm sorry. It's just it's stupid. And I just – I don't want to have anything to do with it. It's not political. I'm not a prude. I don't really give a crap. I just think that they're stupid. I think they're dumb idiots. It's that simple. Well, as – you know, again, being a wrestling fan, I would take the phrase from Y2J Chris Jericho and saying, you stupid idiot. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, that is definitely fair yeah. to say. And I, I, wanna, I want to uh, close this Twitter conversation on a, on a very important question, Chris, and this is very, very important – and uh oh it wasn't all, on the list was it no it wasn't on the list i'm uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm pulling something out on you here 
we had the, the conversation we had on Twitter went in lots of different directions, and we won't go into detail. But one very important question that came to debate and that we want to discuss uh, real quickly is chili, beans or no beans? I think you got to have beans. Okay, you got, so, you, got you, you, you got to have beans in chili. So here's here's the there's a classic, you know, because it's an it's interesting that this conversation even came up because my wife. God love her. She likes certain things that I make. So there are certain things that I make that are pretty darn good. I make chicken marsala. I make a great quiche. I do a lot of uh, of casseroles. There's lots of things that I make, and, and I'm, I'm a little domesticated. But I've never in my life made chili. The other day my wife said, I want you to make some chili. And I said, okay, I'll make some chili. So I start researching and looking into it. Lo and behold, there's two clubs. There's There's two distinct – uh, camps. There's no beans and there's beans. You have the the truest. Oh, it's 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 worse than Trump versus Hillary. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's, it's way worse. It's it's, it's much it's, more contentious. It's definitely something to maybe carry on Twitter and, and carry on some further debate. Beans versus no beans. But I wanted to just kind of throw that out there and see what your take is. I, so I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to make two batches of chili. I'm going to scour the internet for recipes. I'm going to make one with beans and I'm going to make one without beans. We're going to have a little family taste test. See what the family likes. And, uh, you know, of course, make some homemade cornbread to go with it. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. So we'll get back to you next episode, let you know what the fam says on uh, beans versus no beans. Well, I mean, it, you, you work in the retail grocery. I mean, that, that's that's how you make your living. Do you, I mean, what do you see from people when they're purchasing products from your patrons, from your consumers? I mean, I'd say it's it's probably eighty twenty beans. It's probably eighty twenty. There okay. there are some people that that are non bean people, but I haven't. I've really not tried chili with no beans. So, you know, it's kind of Texas versus Mexico kind of thing. So we'll see. It's just like barbecue. You know, you got two different distinct camps for barbecue. Uh, I think chili is the same thing. So this is a, this is a very important topic. We're gonna we're gonna touch base on it next week when I find my data. We'll, I'll do my research and we'll see what the fam says and, and uh, we'll get back to you guys. Well, I mean, you got kidney beans, which I think are probably one of the more popular. Uh, you've got the the chili beans. Uh, yeah, you've got some. That's what you should do e- exactly. Put yeah, your we're gonna fa- we're put, gonna put we're gonna fa- research it and we're gonna we're gonna do some research and. Uh, and yeah, it's it's going to be good. You know, we're in we're, this is chili season. You know, it's cold outside. Folks like to make chili and casseroles and soups and and uh, crockpot dishes. Oh my so god, my, make- my my wife is living by the crockpot at this point. I mean, yep. it's like you, you it's like Ron Popeil and you know you you set it, and you forget it. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. what you do. That's for sure. We maybe we might, depending on how this goes, we might do a spinoff podcast, cooking spinoff podcast. But we'll oh, dude, we'll, we'll yes. have to debate that. We'll have to we'll have to think about that. Oh, no thinking, no thinking. I'm in. I'm in. Well, I'm totally I, I want to take a quick, I want to take a quick second, Chris, and I, I want to thank the guys that I talked to today and uh, give them shouts out because yes, those of you who follow us, you, you follow myself, follow uh, at Bill Latin, follow Chris at CM Tubs. These guys are are IDP. Uh, industry guys, they're they're there on Twitter for you. Uh, they're great follows. They've got great information. Uh, at Drew Dodson NFL, at Olinger IDP, at Breeze IDP, at Adam TZ, at H Bomb IDP, at Mike underscore Wollert, and at IDP with B underscore eight oh eight. I also want to mention that Mike has. Uh, some great articles on four by four that has some some highlighted uh you know value plays at, at all the positions uh, for next season. So um, when this article posts, uh, the, the article will post on DFW tomorrow. You guys can go; it's a free article. You can go check out the article and uh, take a look at it. It'll have all of the the people that I just read. You don't have to rewind this and listen to it. So it'll have them listed on the article. So go to dfw.dcfootballwarehouse.com. Click on the free podcast article that'll be posted tomorrow and you'll see at the bottom you'll see all the follows check them out give them a shout out let them know you followed them because you were listening to my podcast and meet you were listening to me and chris and let them know that, that uh you appreciate their takes and you appreciate them uh spreading the idp love yeah and uh mike just for uh, for those that uh, maybe want to actually like look for it it's mike underscore wolert which is w-o-e-l-l-e-r-t so W O E L 
L E R T. That's how you spell uh, Wohler. But man, this is and these are all, they're all great guys. I mean, oh, they're, yeah, absolutely. You, Some of the Mike best. is the salt of the earth. Mike is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet on on uh, Twitter. Some of the other guys are kind of a holes, but they're cool a holes and they're 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 uh, good guys and they know their stuff and. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Some of the banter that goes back and forth in the conversations, but you realize we're never going to be we're never going to be able to use them on the podcast if you call them a holes. Well, you know, I don't know. We'll see. They, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, <laughs> Drew and Tyler are, are are a couple of my favorite guys to listen to. Yes, yeah, they are. They're, they're a little bit of, they're a little bit of slackers though because they're not really putting out the IDP pods like I like because I like to listen to IDP pods too. I like to listen. That's to That's what going we're here on. for. That's that, that that's that's what you and I are doing. I mean, if there's an itch, we're gonna scratch it. Well, it's kind of like you know you you like PG thirteen movies, but every once in a while you want a really raunchy R movie, and Tyler and Drew put out the R movie, so you know maybe borderline. NC-17. So Tyler and Drew put out some content that that'll uh, keep you laughing and and uh, drop a few you know f bombs here and there. And it's it's a little more colorful and, and but it's a lot of fun and, and chock full of lots of great content. So love all these guys. They're all great follows. Uh, they all have a lot of great takes and, and different things that they bring to the table. And uh, yeah, check them out. And by the way, with us, you can rate, review. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Those right now are the three platforms that you can find us on. And it, it all helps the show, and it helps gives us a gauge of what it is that we're doing well. Uh, let us know. Again, you can tweet at us, at Bill Latin, at CM Tubbs. We love the feedback. We love the interaction, and that's ultimately why we do it. Nice job, Bill. And, hey, let me know what the family says about beans or no beans. Will do, and and the last thing I'll tell you, it, and the reason that we're dropping this early, everybody, is my wife for Christmas. I got her tickets to see Hamilton, so we're flying at midnight tonight. We're flying into Chicago, and we're going to a matinee. So we're going to Chicago, then we're going to eat breakfast, kill a little time, go to a matinee, see the the musical Hamilton, and then we're flying home tomorrow night. So that's the reason that we're doing this early. We're dedicated to the podcast and making sure that this this stuff gets out to you guys. But uh, got got the Christmas gift. Got some major uh, major kudos from the wife because we've been trying to get tickets for that for a while. It's pretty popular. You guys should check it out as well. But uh, again, we're dropping this a little early uh, on you guys and uh, appreciate your patience and appreciate your continued support. You got it. Nice job, Bill. Hey, uh, stay safe in Chicago. I, I know the two words that you don't like to hear are wind chill, but Ugh. for one day. Go out, enjoy Chicago. It is a fantastic city. Just take it in for at least a few hours and enjoy you guys. Enjoy the matinee of Hamilton and then safe travels back to Arizona. Thanks. Appreciate it, bud. All right. For Bill Ladden, I'm Chris Tubbs. This has been the DFW IDP Blitz. Until next week. So long, everybody. For more fantasy football analysis, follow us on social media. On Twitter at Dynasty underscore DFW. Give our Facebook page a like, Dynasty Football Warehouse and Dynasty Football Warehouse on Google+. This has been the IDP Blitz, a presentation of DynastyFootballWarehouse.com.